I'm April West. And I'm Katherine Sigblad. We're both first-time moms who are passionate about following our intuition and not afraid to do things differently. To say we question everything is an understatement. If you find yourself analyzing ingredient labels, searching for holistic alternatives to pharmaceuticals and routine practices, and you're curious about all things baby wearing, bed sharing, and postpartum, you will feel right at home here. In this podcast, we fearlessly confront the pregnancy, birth, and postpartum industries, share our mom hacks, and never stop challenging the status quo. We simplify the approach to motherhood and trust in nature. We are moms off the record. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Moms Off the Record podcast. We can't believe it. This is already episode seven. We are so excited to welcome our family chiropractor, our being um, Eric's and and my baby Julian and me. Obviously, April would love to work with our chiropractor too, but she's in Georgia. But whenever she visits, I'm sure she'll be paying a visit. Um, So our wonderful chiropractor, Dr. Madeline, aka Dr. Maddie Turner, of St. Pete Kairos, and she has the practice with her twin sister, which is so rad. So cool. So, so cool. And as usual, in mom's off the record fashion, nothing is off the table here, right? So we are here to debunk myths around chiropractic care. We are going to learn about everything you need to know with the benefits of chiropractic care um, throughout pregnancy, postpartum, even with babies. And we're going to talk about why Dr. Maddie has faith and trust in immune systems and what that means, what that looks like, how we're able to lean into our intuition and trust nature, which are all things that we deeply value here. So without further ado, let's formally introduce Dr. Maddie Turner. Hey, Dr. Maddie. Hello. I'm so excited (laughs) to be here. Yay. We're so excited to have you. Okay. So um, I know that I gave a, a brief high level overview about you, but Please, we want for you to tell us more about yourself specifically. Can you talk to us about what inspired you to become a chiropractor in the first place? And why did you choose to specialize in perinatal care? And I know that you dub yourself as a holistic chiropractor. So what exactly does that mean to you? Sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I've been practicing, oh gosh, June will be seven years. So I'm not like a brand new baby chiropractor. Lucky seven. Yes. Yes. I'm in a very good space, I feel like, with that. But I think long story short, I was out working. I was a personal trainer. I always have loved the body. And I'll tell you, my identical twin always knew she wanted to be a chiropractor. Yeah, our mom's a massage therapist. So we had grown up and we had been adjusted. And she had noticed it made her asthma better with sports, with not Mm. needing an inhaler. I'll tell you, I don't remember that he could have done a better job telling us why we got adjusted. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Why? (laughs) You know? And anyhow, that was her journey. And I was like, okay, cool. Like go do it. And I had just went and worked and got life experience. And at some point I just wanted more. I wanted more education. I wanted to be able to help people on a different level. And I swear to you, I did all the things. I was like, do I want to be a PT? Do I want to be an OT? Do I want to be a PA? Like all the things. And when I had shadowed and I had sat down and I was like, what are my core values? It was like, I want to help people heal and be well. And I don't want to give them drugs or medication. And I was yes. like, chiropractic, I had just never thought about it because it was my sister's thing. So I remember I called, yeah, I called her and I was like, do you mind? And she was like, no. 
It was cool. So did she already have a practice established when you decided to come on? Well, she was already practicing with somebody yeah. else, but yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then she's like, sayonara to that other person. Like, I'm bringing on my twin. <laughs> that was a few years later. And that's a whole journey in itself. If we have time yeah. for that. Um, there's a lot that goes into that side of chiropractic that people don't realize. But mm, I'm sure of it. Yes, the business yeah. side, right? Yeah, the business, working for other people, showing up as your most authentic self in your doctor land, like all of mm. that. There's a lot of learning that went into that for me. But very sure. interesting. Okay. So, you know, I, I know that you also practice Reiki and I've seen from a lot of what you share on Instagram, something that April and I are so passionate about. This was actually something we discussed in episode one of our our podcast is you are a fan of the fertility awareness method. So can you tell us just a little bit about how you got into both Reiki and fertility awareness method and how you think that all is intertwined with chiropractic care? Sure. Um, well, I know I kind of didn't really go into like the holistic side of like the holistic chiropractor, but to me, that's just like holistic living. It's like yeah. when you're in school and you're a chiropractor, it's very well known in our world that you live like the, a lot of us anyway, live the chiropractic lifestyle, which means we are more holistic. We're going to eat well, like take really good care of our bodies because we understand what we put in it matters and it rebuilds us. So we just tend to make more of those choices. So for me, like holistic was like where it's at. Like I can talk to you about pretty much all, a lot of holistic things. I don't say I'm an expert in everything by any means, but like we at least have knowledge. And if we aren't that, we can help get you to the right people mm-hmm. in our practice. But as far as like that journey with like Reiki and fertility awareness, like the fertility awareness, really that part came before the Reiki. And honestly, I had, I was crossfitting like six or seven days a week. Like I was coaching, I was doing it. This was early when I started in my practice. Like when I started practicing, I wasn't happy at the practice I was at. So there was that like stress mm-hmm. there. I was like up late. I would wake up early to run to CrossFit, to run home and shower, to get to this job. I didn't even like, that was like mm. very stressful on me. I couldn't show up the way I wanted to. And later down the line, like years later, I was like, I had like these menstrual hormone problems and it a lot of it, I think was from overtraining and from stress, Mm. not really taking care of myself in that aspect. So I deep dove and I was like, I know there's more to this. Like I need to understand it better. We didn't learn this in chiropractic school. I mean, you learn like a little bit and like one of your general classes, but you don't learn like what I deep dove. And I was like, I want to understand each cycle, each phase of each cycle. Like how is this influencing me energetically, like food, energy, like all Mm. that stuff. And with that is I didn't, and I hadn't been on hormonal birth control. I don't remember exactly when I had went off of it. I was on it for some years from like high school to like undergrad, but I Mm -hmm. wanted a method that I felt comfortable knowing my body and what was going on and when that fertile window was. And I just dove into, and that too, and excuse me, learning more on what that looked Mm -hmm. like and getting tools that really helped me feel comfortable to be and play in that space. So, and and can I ask you, Dr. Maddie, because we talked about this in episode one, mm-hmm. how old were you when you really learned about your fertility cycle? Oh yeah. Like in my thirties. Yeah. Okay. So we're not <laughs> yeah. alone. Yeah. We're not alone. No. Yeah. And I, I mean, I graduated chiropractic school when I was 29. So that's okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you had mentioned the fertility awareness method yeah. in that background. I'm yeah. very curious about Reiki because Reiki? Kat and I are both yoga instructors. Yeah. We went through the training there, but yeah. let's talk about Reiki. I think it's just... And been, what is that for our listeners what, who maybe don't know? Yeah. yeah. So Reiki is an energy, hands-on energy healing 
modality that you can use. And it can be sent distantly. So you actually don't have to be in the same space as somebody and actually have their hands on you. And it's still just Mm. as effective. I relate it to ways that I talk about chiropractic that we basically we're energy. We have energy all around us and that flow can get disrupted from different stressors in our life. Or if you're really into it, past stress from like what you maybe have taken um, generationally from your family. And that can show up in a many different ways, whether it's a health-related issue, Reiki can help move that energy and help heal in that way. And it's very gentle. It's very lovely. <laughs> I love yeah. it anyway. I yeah. want to hear more about this because it's energy healing. And when I, so I, I see a holistic chiropractor here in North Georgia. And for mm-hmm. our listeners who maybe are here, Active Life Cairo, we see Dr. Pam. Anyway, she, when I first got started with her, she showed me this really cool graphic of every vertebrae mm-hmm. all the way from the top, all the way to the bottom and how it's like the nerve systems are attached to each And there were these like highways in the center, which I know as a yoga instructor, these are chakras, our energy centers. And so I thought it was so cool how chiropractic aligned with yoga. And now you're talking about Reiki as Mm -hmm. energy healing. Yeah. Talk more about how that all plays together. Do you use Reiki in your chiropractic care or is it separate? So interesting enough, I'm definitely, so that's just part of this like whole journey I've been on. I would say I probably... Mm -hmm as I've evolved and grown as a doctor and my own personal practices and the journeys I've been on kind of led me to Reiki. I had had sessions in the past and there was one point I was just like, I just, again, I got to this point. I was like, I want to offer more. I want to help support people even more. And I was really attracted to those type of things. And, and it just kind of fell into my lap. I had somebody reach out to me like, Oh, I'm getting ready to basically offer like a Reiki certification. Do you think that would be something you'd want to do? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is, I think literally what I've been thinking about, but I just didn't know. And they do often say when you're in Reiki training to become a practitioner that like Reiki chooses you. Mm-hmm. So like, you will know, it will just like present and you will know that you've been chosen. I love that. Love that. <laughs> so, I, um, yeah. I definitely need to book a Reiki session with you. I've done it a few years ago when I lived out of state and I absolutely yeah. loved it. So yeah. we definitely need to have a session. I want to switch gears slightly to yeah. a different topic and I want to address the, uh, you know, the 800 pound gorilla in the room, which is everybody on this call knows that chiropractic care is legit. We love it. We've done it in all phases of life mm-hmm. and our entire families have benefited from it. However, we know that if you ask not every average person, but the average person, what is chiropractic care? What do you think of? They will still tell you, oh, isn't that when they crack your neck and back? We know there is so much more to it. Um, So this is a twofold question. Why do you think chiropractic care still has this reputation amongst normies? And also can for the listeners (laughs) out there who still really truly believe it's just getting a a neck or or back cracked, can you maybe debunk that myth for us? Yeah. Why is it so like that, dude? I don't even know. I mean, like we have some good, there's good, there's solid force of us out there trying to like educate differently. I mean, you have to think people have been really ingrained into like our mainstream, like medical model and what that looks Mm -hmm. like. And there's like a whole history of the, the medical paradigm of profession trying to basically out chiropractic. And they had, Mm. there was like a whole lawsuit. They lost. We won. (laughs) Um, Yeah. This was back in, oh my gosh, I think the eighties maybe. 
like late 80s? Because yeah. I actually was not yeah. aware of this. And April mm-hmm. and I are very into these sorts of things. Um, yeah. So for the listeners out there, because this is foreign to us too, who mm-hmm. are not aware of what you're referring to, can you tell us in a nutshell what occurred in the 80s? Um, so, and don't quote me on the time frame. I'm trying to remember. But yes, this did happen. And basically like the medical profession, like MDs were like, oh, chiropractors are practicing medicine without a license. I don't know if you're using videos, so I'm air quoting, practicing yeah. medicine well, without a license. Medicine, and, uh-huh. Yeah. But we weren't, like they weren't, they weren't prescribing medication. They were doing chiropractic care. And the interesting part about this, I think with the story is like when this happened and at some point, like chiropractors were arrested during this process and they were thrown in jail. And you'll hear stories that like one, like people wouldn't rat on their chiropractors. Like people like the, let's say enforcement would go and be like, oh, and they would like, wouldn't tell them where their chiropractor was at because they didn't want them to, like, they loved their chiropractor. And then, like, if they got thrown into jail, you would hear stories of, like, oh, they would be adjusting the people in jail. So it's, like, what? yeah. But anyhow, the lawsuit Amazing. happened, and they, the medical, like, par- like thing that took it against us, the AMA, I believe is what it was, they lost. Because we weren't, they weren't, we're not practicing medicine. We're doing chiropractic medicine, which then, I guess, people get confused on the term medicine. But it's completely different. Okay, mamas, really quickly, you know that here on Moms Off the Record, we love to provide resources for you to further research these topics for yourself. So after the conclusion of the episode with Dr. Maddie, I took to the internet to find more about the lawsuit that she referenced. If you go to NIH.gov and search for Wilk versus the AMA, you can find more details about this lawsuit. In essence, it did take place in the 1970s. It was filed in 76. The reason being is because medical providers and practitioners boycotted chiropractors altogether. So chiropractors could not collaborate with medical physicians or they couldn't refer their patients to them. So it was creating some harm in their patients. So a group of four brave chiropractors took on the AMA and won. Check it out if you want to learn more. Yeah. It sounds like um, what's happening, it, it's similar to how OBs are trying to cancel midwives in yeah. general. Yeah. And, and to me, it's like they feel threatened because if yeah. you don't feel threatened by someone else's abilities, why do you care what they're doing? Stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. I'll never like, and the thing that's like so wild to me now is like, there's still so much mis, like, as we're talking about misunderstanding of like what we actually do, not just amongst even like the general population, but other medical professionals, other medical yeah. professionals will still tell their patients to stop seeing their chiropractor or don't they'll dictate their chiropractic care when they have no clue. And they're not even necessarily opening to actually having a discussion with us so we can properly co-manage the patient. You don't say, you don't (laughs) say medical professionals not telling us what it, oh man. It's like, I mean, and so, I mean, we have these conversations all the time in practice because we have to, sometimes we have to have tough conversations. I had Talked to another like therapist in the area recently who runs a center for pediatrics. So kids on like OT, like PT, those type of things. She's like, oh yeah, some of my therapists don't believe in chiropractic. And I was like, it's 2023. How are we yeah. still having this conversation? There's research out there. And I like, if you're somebody who needs to see research, like it's there. So I don't understand like why we're still that we're not like actually doing anything. And yeah. I'm just like, we literally work on the nervous system every single time we 
adjust somebody. Like we are knowledgeable and experts in the nervous system. So like, yeah, I have a theory and mm -hmm. you ladies tell me what you think of this because you are so, you know, you work magic on people's nervous systems, essentially. Mm -hmm. Don't you think that might be threatening to someone who's maybe a psychiatrist who's out there prescribing, you know, drugs and antidepressants and clonopin to people, right? Because you're here saying like, look, I don't need to prescribe drugs to you, but I can help you regulate your nervous system. That must be very threatening to an allopathic doctor, I would imagine. Yeah. Especially when you have no understanding, like not, you don't understand how, how it does actually help do that. Yeah. You can be like, there's no way they do that. And because that type of medicine is still very complaint focused for not yeah. holistic at all. They're not looking at, as you were talking about that nervous system chart that where those nerves go out and we like, look at all that. How is that interpreted into the brain? Like all of these extra things. So I agree. Yes. And plus, yeah, there's no, if we, if people weren't on meds, how would they make their money, you know? So let's talk about it really quick before we move mm -hmm. on. And correct me where I'm wrong, Dr. Maddie, on this, but Dr. Pam taught me about subluxations, mm -hmm. right? Which are where there are interferences between your nervous system mm -hmm. because of a misalignment maybe in your skeletal system, right? And sure. so when we talk about regulating your nervous system, yeah, it might be through a, an adjustment of your skeletal system, but that's because of all of those little nervous highways that are connected to each bone, right? So right. when you're out of whack, you have those subluxations. Mm -hmm. That's what causes those interference in your nervous system. And the three T's are what I remember caused by thoughts, toxins, and traumas, right? Is yeah, that right? You got, a, you got a great chiropractor. Look, Dr. Pam, yeah. shout out if you're listening. Thank you for the education. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We say thoughts, traumas, traumas, and toxins definitely yeah. influence. And that's like the, uh, the main root of where, where it all comes from. I try yeah. to like tell people and talk to them like on a, you know, like, I mean, let's just be honest. We've all like probably at this, not everybody, but a lot of us have drank maybe too much at some point, maybe in like undergrad and your party days and like, and you wake up, you don't feel good. Yeah. So like chemical type of things like affect our body. And I mean, when you have brain fog, you're in pain, like that's all mm -hmm. your nervous system. Yeah. You might be anxious, like that's your nervous system. Like, right. That's what it is. So yes, all of those things that influence it. And I think she did a great job educating you. And that's what we say. Subluxations are stress that happens on the spine that really disrupts that communication highway from happening the way it should. Yeah. I sometimes say it's like a, like a light on a dimmer switch and your, your light is turned like way down. Mm. You're turn you up. Yeah. Your, your nervous system is like your, when you get to come out into the world and present and like to be your like highest, like form of your self, we're living our life through our nervous system. So if there's any stress that's holding that back, you're never going to be able to fully step into that potential. And that's right. huge, huge. When we're like talking about seeing like infants, like newborns and kids, because about by the time they're six years old, a lot of these pathways, not that you can't change them, but a lot of them are very integrated by six years old. Oh. So then past that, yes, you can still do work and change things. We know that, but you have so much more space to really change, to bring them into this like nice platform where they can really be a full expression of themselves if you work on it prior to six years old. Great segue. No, yeah. <laughs> okay. We're going to get well. into that. Yeah, go ahead, Kat. <laughs> okay, so all of our listeners are really curious to know about the benefits that chiropractic care can offer to babies, specifically newborns, but, you know, Julian's seven months mm -hmm. and he's getting adjusted for some, some niche reasons that we can go into, but... 
after that, we want to then learn from you about all the benefits of chiropractic care for both pregnant Mm -hmm. moms, like give us some use cases and postpartum moms. So let's start with babies. Yeah. Babies, as I said, so the studies and like the research shows usually the first time there's stress on your spine is after birth. Even the most like natural, uninterrupted, like beautiful birth, just naturally on how they come out can do more of what they consider like a traction stress on the spine. So um, I think this stuff is like really, really cool because like, I didn't get this in my like chiropractic education. This is like special training I've done, but it talks about in your, so your skull, and then at the bottom of your spine, you have a bone called your sacrum, which is pretty much like it's shaped like an upside down triangle. And mm-hmm. what happens is they pump when you breathe. So when you breathe, they move, when you inhale, they move. And when you exhale, they move and they are mm-hmm. moving what's called cerebral spinal fluid that protects your brain down through that spinal cord, helps protect it and give it nutrients and then back up. And that motion helps it. It should really dump about like four times out of the day and refresh. Yes. And you, yes. And you want that metabolic waste and things that it's pumping out. You want it to leave your body. We don't want those things to stay in our body. But birth is one of the first times like that pumping mechanism can kind of get like, let's say like twisted or stressed that it's not even necessarily able to pump and move the way it should be. Um, so that's one big thing we check when infants are in our office, as yes. well as any more. Um, we see a lot of infants with a lot of what we consider like midline fascia defects. Um, so this would be things like oral ties, tongue ties, yes. cheek ties, lip ties. So trouble, so it can lead to feeding troubles. Yep. Um, if it's there, sometimes you're looking at like, or is it a structural and it's not really affecting function at this point, or if it is, then there might have to be a candidate for a release, but either mm-hmm. way, you know, on that tissue is super important, no matter which route anybody mm-hmm. goes, Never mind yeah. the fact that just getting their nervous system better equipped Regulated. without that stress, as we talked about, because they're, they're just building at that point with their nervous system. And if you leave something there, our bodies are amazing. It'll adapt around it. Yeah. It shouldn't have to. Shouldn't. Right. Yeah. And I even know uh, my next door neighbor had a baby two weeks after I did, and he started to have a little bit of a heavy lean to one side. Mm -hmm. So she was seeing a chiropractor as well. And Eden, my daughter had a tongue tie. So Mm -hmm. we wanted to do anything and everything before we got it released. And we did two sessions with Dr. Pam. I mean, talk about newborn. So how early do you Mm -hmm. see your patient? As soon as they come out of the womb, if you want me to, essentially. (laughs) There's not a time I have to wait. (laughs) One other question before we move on, because what you were describing with the cerebral fluid dumping, um, we also took her to get cranial sacral therapy. Is that what you're talking about? So it's very different. So it's similar. So um, we do have, in my office anyway, I can't speak for everybody, but in our office, we do have special training for like cranial work. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can really help expedite, especially if we're working with a really good cranial psychotherapist, those mm-hmm. results by focusing on the nervous system side of things that we're picking up right. these indicators that are in a child, helping adjust even the cranial bones, their palate, mm-hmm. um, their spine, if it needs it. And that will definitely help the cranial psychotherapist better, but some of it will be similar where they would spend a longer session with yeah. a cranial psychotherapist typically. Yeah. I think they're it usually was about, about an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And even taking, like you think about a newborn, they're just crunched up mm-hmm. in the womb for so long. So just helping them to realize that they have the full, you know, yeah. expression of their bones and their muscles. Cause with Eden, she was really tied like cheeks, yeah. lips, tongue, and 
we know that that connects all the way down to your toes. And so yeah. she was kind of like squished. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it took a lot of sessions for her to finally like relax and yeah. open up. So I think that's a good point too, that even if they like, chiropractic is amazing, but I always try to tell people like even in babies, like it can take time and repetition. You can change Mm. the nervous system, but it takes consistent time and consistent positive input to do it, but it works. Yeah. Yeah. Cause think (laughs) of all those negative inputs too, that are counteracting that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's an interesting point because I think that a lot of people in Western society, I'm thinking of our society specifically, are looking for any quick fix they can get. And I think that's why chiropractic care or acupuncture, whatever, Mm -hmm. anything that's not so Western that takes time and patience might not be ideal for some people who are looking for the magic pill, right? That's maybe why some people not like our people here, but some people want the prescriptions, right? They're like, just give me the pill or just give me the the painkiller. But that's looking at the symptom and not the root cause. And we really like how chiropractic care is looking at root causes. Okay, total body system. Yeah. Yes. True. Holisticness. mm -hmm. Um, Before we move on to pregnant and postpartum moms, Mm -hmm. though, just a couple things about babies. I would imagine some listeners who have never seen a baby get adjusted by a chiropractor are freaking out thinking, oh my gosh, you mean you're going to take this tiny baby and like just crack them? Can you maybe describe yeah. what, what the visual looks like when you are working with a baby? Yeah, it's so much different than what it looks like when you're, I would say when you're manually adjusting adult, because I tell people now too, especially because stress isn't even the word. Like they just like, it's insane. So like to overly put too much input into their system also isn't necessarily good. And sometimes manual adjustments can be that way. So we can even do gentle things on adults as well and it'd be effective. But for um, babies, it's so gentle. Like I tell people, it's like you're checking the ripeness of a tomato on the pressure that we use. Mm -hmm. It's not a thrust. You don't really see rotation. It's like a hold and you just wait for that basically for their body to just relax into that. And the adjustment is super gentle. A lot of times they can sleep through the adjustment. Even if they're sleeping, they don't necessarily wake up. A lot of times in our office, like I'll have baby lay like on mom. So when I'm assessing like things on like their, let's say their posterior chain, so their backside, they're like belly to belly with mom. And then once I'm done on that side, we'll Mm -hmm. flip them over and they'll lay on their back on mom's belly. And we'll, we'll do it that way. And that way they have the comfort of their parents with them and and that co-regulation and touch as well. Yes, that's what I loved about when you were adjusting Julian. And so Mm -hmm. we've seen, or Julian's seen you uh, for a couple of reasons. And the most recent one was because, you know, he sleeps with his mouth open and I noticed that his tongue is not resting on the roof of his mouth. And through my research, Mm -hmm. I knew that that is not ideal. I figured let's nip this in the bud now instead of waiting till, you know, he's an adult. So can you, (laughs) for other listeners out there who maybe have observed something similar with their own babies. Can you describe in layman's terms, how you would approach that situation with a baby? Like what specifically are you doing? How are you maneuvering this baby? Well, I'm always like, always like looking for these like neurological indicators is what we call them. So there's just different Mm. things that we can check to see. Is it maybe the top bone in their neck or the second bone in their neck? Is it maybe a cranial bone? Um, Is it the tight oral fascia? So especially in cases like that, I definitely look at that pump that we were talking about between these basically your skull and that bottom bone in your spine, because if there's any twisting or rotation in that, and that's not pumping correctly, it's going to affect everything else. Mm -hmm. So I always check that, um, especially with things that you're talking about with Jillian, like I'm looking at those top two bones of the neck, that skull bone on which it sits on that top bone, which is called your occiput. And we're looking internal as well. So um, in Florida, I can say that we can enter like 
the baby's mouth. Um, yeah. Not, yeah, unfortunately, not all states can, but we are able to, which is very nice because then we can do extra work. We can do like external, like on the outside work on the on the face and like the skull bones if they need it. But sometimes they really need that internal release as well, especially when you're looking at uh, maybe like mouth breathing, tongue not sitting in the right position, yeah. those type of things. Okay. Very cool. So I want to switch gears. And before we talk about postpartum moms, I want to hear about how you help pregnant moms. Now for a disclaimer, this is all I'm aware of for pregnant moms is the Webster technique or the Webster method and getting the pelvis into the right alignment. And also if you don't want to do an ECV, chiropractic care can help if you have a breech baby and you know, you're being told you have to have a C-section. So your baby has to flip. So first, could you explain all those scenarios? And then could you tell me if I left out anything, if, if you're able to help pregnant women in other ways too? Oh, in so many ways. And I think uh, one of the best things about chiropractic is that when you're pregnant, you're not really allowed to take very many medications anyway. So it really gives you this way to come in and actually like feel good through your pregnancy, move well through your pregnancy, allow baby to be in the best position. The research okay. shows that if you're under regular chiropractic care, your labor and delivery should be smoother with less interventions, like all the things. Order labor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you argue with that? Right. Like a, a really nice labor. <laughs> I mean, I go crazy when people are like, oh my, they told me my pelvis isn't big enough to fit the baby out. And I was like, do you think your body made a baby it couldn't handle? Yeah. Like, I hate it's that. So wild. I know. That is my pet peeve. I, I feel know. like that is such a cop out when practitioners say that, just like you said. And it's like, small women can birth big babies. Big women sometimes birth small babies. And uh, from what I understand, the whole pelvis width thing yeah. is that there's really such a small percentage of the population that truly does have pelvic issues. And it's if you have rickets, which is so rare, or if you were in a severe car crash, am I right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. As far as, so Webster, you mentioned that. So yes, I like to mention that as well. So we have special training, which is the Webster technique. Not all chiropractors, again, do. These are just good things to know because I know that people don't always know this. And I always tell you, like when you become pregnant, um, depending on your choices and things uh, from your guys' podcast, more than likely, like you're working with a midwife, like you're not going to stay with your primary care during that time. So same thing with chiropractic care. And we have patients that come from other chiros during their pregnancy to see us because our other chiros don't have the Webster technique. That was me. Yeah. I I was seeing a regular chiropractor up until four months. And then we were chatting with my midwife and she's like, you need to find a Webster certified Cairo. And I'm like, huh? (laughs) So I found Dr. Pam and we started seeing her very regularly because we wanted to make sure that Eden was in that optimal position, like you talked about. So yeah, Yeah, I I should have had, like, if I was an artist, I would draw for everybody, but people Mm -hmm. listening. So you're, so we look at, I would say structure, like we look at the bone, the muscles and the ligament. And we've already like implanted or planted a seed that we of course work on nervous system, but for like Webster, technique, we are looking at those things. So we're looking at that upside down triangle bone at the bottom of your spine, that sacrum plays a big role throughout this pregnancy process. Mm -hmm. So we're checking that after we check that we'll work on the glute muscles that cover that bone essentially. And it can get really tight. And then there's ligaments that attach and hold the uterus to bony structure. So we'll also assess them. So if, if there is any stress or like twisting or anything like that in those areas, it can just make not the optimal room in the uterus for baby. So sometimes baby cannot be in a good position, which is when sometimes people will come to us, they'll be like, oh, my midwife, or they said my baby's breached or not in a good position. Try chiropractic care. That's Webster. And it's, and it's usually has a very, very high success rate. Now, mm-hmm. the, the earlier, the better, like most things, because we will see you pretty frequently if you can financially and time-wise do it. 
um, for it to be the most successful, but it mm-hmm. usually works the majority of the time. And then if it doesn't work sometimes, and I know my sister um, went through this process with her first one, um, and we have some thoughts and theories behind why, but we can still prep for if you then choose to do an ECV, if it didn't work to allow that process to go smoother. So mm-hmm. you're not, so you can always take these other steps before automatically having to be given a C-section, depending on what state you're living. Cause in the state of Florida, they don't really deliver breech babies, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. Now, um, interestingly enough, I know somebody who recently became a nurse at one of the local hospitals in St. Pete. Okay. And we were talking about the whole breech baby um, drama and dilemma um, because we we here all know and our listeners know that breech is a variation of normal. And now OBs are scared into delivering vaginal yes. breech babies. Uh-huh. And there's all sorts of policies and laws, right? So, mm-hmm. um, Um, But the thing is, I I asked her, I was like, so you're a nurse at this hospital. I mean, let's be real. If a mom is crowning with her baby and her baby's breech and she arrives at the hospital, what are they, I mean, what are they really going to do? You know, like cut her open. And they said, and she said, well, it's actually an improvement because they would have just automatically probably done that. But now they say, well, you can have a breech vaginal delivery, but you have to be in the OR just in case something happens. And we, we really need to change that. So I think that, um, you know, breach is one situation, but, but something, a question I have, so so many things. And it's like, wow, so generous. Like you you have to be in the OR instead of having a, wait, I want to hear your, cause you're like chomping over there, Dr. Maddie. What do you, yeah, that's it. So my brain goes to like, especially understanding the nervous system. And this is like one thing I think that we do that people don't understand very well. And I would say not all chiropractors talk to this extent. So I understand where there can be like gap in that, but we affect your autonomic nervous system. So your autonomic nervous system is doing all the things that you don't really have to think about breathing, like that type of stuff, heartbeat. Heartbeat. And there's a part of that autonomic nervous system. And most people I feel like at this point have heard like your rest or digest or like your fight or flight. There's this whole other component with that. Your vagus nerve is in charge of, which is your cranial nerve. And basically you need a great balance between these. And this comes in huge when you're doing things like, birth, when baby's breastfeeding, it's, it's a combo of that, like parasympathetic sympathetic, and it needs to be there. And in birth, you, and I mean, all things, but like you, you have to feel safe. Yes. So when you're saying like, we rush a mom to the hospital, there's that, then we tell them that they can't do X, Y, Z, or they have to do these things they didn't plan on. And then we're checking them constantly or like, okay, you can try to deliver this baby. That's not a normal presentation, but it's got to be in an OR like that safety. It's probably really gone. hard for them to keep at that point to even yeah. be able to do this process that they've it's so badly so want to do. Counterproductive like, yeah. to yeah. yeah the birth right. Yeah. And I can, I mean we know hospitals are all about protecting their own ass, but it's like mm-hmm. I'm much more about this is why I can never be one of those doctors because like mm-hmm. I'm about my patients like. Yeah, I love that. And that is why we love you. Seriously, yeah. and we, we we need more Dr. Maddies here. We need more <laughs> OBs with the Dr. Maddie right. mindset. Yeah. I, I wonder if that will ever happen. Now, sure. when yeah. we're talking about variations of normal, um, you know, we know a lot about how chiropractic care can help with breach presentation. But I'm curious about transverse babies and the success rate with Webster um, method for that because. We do know that there's so many unnecessary C-sections, but if your baby is transverse and does not flip, we know that actually is one of the few few true indicators of a C-section. So tell me about how chiropractic care can help or the success rate around that. Yeah, it's the same. 
it's still like, like we're approaching it as the same way as if baby was like not in the optimal position and breach and get great success with it. And there, I mean, there's always things you have to check and you have to talk to, to the mom about, you know, like if they're doing really repetitive motions on one side, that could be contributing to some of this. Also, this is a time, especially with more of like transverse that like, it's a great time to co-manage with a public floor physical therapist. Yeah. And I mean, and that's our world. So I can't fully speak to it on what they do internally at certain weeks of pregnancy by any means, but they're really good person to have on your team during yeah. that time as well, especially if you've been doing chiropractic and it's certain things just aren't changing, bringing in somebody like that can be really beneficial. Yes, totally agree. I actually had a consult at home, which was so nice with the yeah. whole doctors, the whole mm-hmm. practice. Um, so if you're in the St. Peter, Tampa Bay area, definitely reach out to them in postpartum. Everyone should see a pelvic yes. floor physical therapist. And it's not spoken mm-hmm. about enough. Um, okay. So we spoke about babies. We spoke mm-hmm. about pregnant moms. Let's talk about postpartum because when we first met, I was just totally fresh in the postpartum zone. I was in such a different mindset. I was recovering from an unplanned C-section where I had no narcotics and I was in so much pain and felt just like out of my body. And I remember through our sessions, I felt instantly better. And over time, I felt so much stronger and more balanced and aligned. Um, And one of the things you spoke about, which I didn't even know was a thing in chiropractic care, was you're able to specifically help with nursing moms. Because think of all the bizarre positions we're in, especially when your baby Mm. can't support their own neck and how you just are in your it's a beautiful time, but it's also a very painful time. So can you talk to us about all the ways you're helping postpartum moms? Yeah. We always talk about like, it takes about nine months, probably a little longer to grow and make a baby and bring baby earthside. And the reality is it's going to take your body probably about that same time to get back to what it's, I hate this term because of the pandemic, but what quote unquote, what is new normal is going to be. And during that time, there's different stressors. I, and I even went and popped in and saw somebody earlier for some of those nursing pains because you are constantly flexed down. You're looking at your baby. You're falling asleep in weird positions to protect your baby while you're nursing. Like you're looking down on them because they're beautiful and like you're helping them co-regulate, like all of these things. So we don't oftentimes spend so much time in one position and space. Mm -hmm. So taking time, if you're in that season of life and you're listening to this, to really just go the opposite direction can be super helpful and managing some of that. Um, yes. but, but adjustments definitely help just take that stress off. And imagine if there's that much stress and you're feeling it in that area. Imagine how much pressure is on those nerves that are feeding yes. to those muscles. And, and even especially too, like the nerves that are feeding into that breast tissue where you're producing and supplying from, you know, like that's important stuff too. <laughs> Yeah. And not to mention, it also just feels good to carve out time for yourself to steal away and be, I, I found my chiropractic care, like pamper time, Mm -hmm. almost like it was like getting a massage. Like this is me time where Mm -hmm. I get to get hands on me and feel better Mm -hmm. at the end, you know? Yeah. And and human connection is like beautiful. And that is part of that like vagal, like polyvagal theory and like connection and like to really be in that, what we call that ventral vagal state where you are like connected and like joyful and just like blissful in life, like unique connection. And some of that is human connection from other people and can like touch, um, mm-hmm. you know, for most people, we know there's certain situations that maybe somebody's experienced in the past or that's not comfortable for them, but for, it's very healing. And that's where I think that energy work comes in. And that's how, one reason I was naturally led into Reiki is because I already was picking up on some of that. I wanted to understand it more. I wanted to offer more to my patients who wanted it. And I mean, it's just, it's just touches so healing. 
Yes. And it's so interesting how our viewpoints on self-care shift once we become moms. For me, at least, my experience was in my 20s, and especially living in New York City, self-care after a long work week was, let me get a mani and a petty. Let me get a facial. Wine. And and, yeah, wine wine with the girls, brunch with the girls. And here's the thing. Yes. I'm not, I'm not shaming that first of all. And yeah, Yeah. sure. A mani and a petty. That sounds great if they can come to my house. But my (laughs) new idea of self-care is, wow, I would really love an adjustment from Dr. Maddie or, you you know, like just tuning into your body and yourself. It's it's less superficial. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. less on the external, so much more on the internal once you become a mom, especially. And with that, like you're actually like pouring in and basically giving your nervous system this, this chance to kind of like, take a breath, Uh reset, allow you to be better regulated so you can connect and regulate better with your children because they learn their co-regulation and how to self-regulate through their primary caregivers and predominantly the mom. Mm -hmm. So if you're not super regulated and you're easily triggered for whatever reason, which can be so many different reasons and experiences, they're not only going to pick up on that, they're going to learn those behaviors from you. And then Mom. parenting, not that parenting's easy and I'm not a parent yet by any means. Like I've seen, like I have great nephews right now, but it's going to make some of those things more challenging if like your child can't regulate their system. And some of that's going to be because you're not regulated as well. Yes, mm-hmm. we, April and I deeply believe this too. We spoke a little bit about this in our bed sharing episode, you know, mm-hmm. regulation and all that. Yeah. And it, it just reminds me of the adage, like you must put on your own oxygen mask before you can put on your child's like check mm-hmm. yourself first and make sure that you are calm, cool and collected. And then you can be there more, be more present for your baby. I love that now. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've spoken a lot about a lot of amazing things mm-hmm. with actual chiropractic care, but I want to shift gears again mm-hmm. to a sure. slightly different topic. <laughs> yeah. And this 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 is going to be a, a fun one for many of our listeners who recently joined us after we released our uh, two-part vaccine series. Now, the reason I want to bring this up is uh, I got a referral from you from my postpartum doula because she knew how uh, passionate I was about medical freedom, bodily autonomy, you know, informed consent, and just frankly, no jabs. And I was so scared when we first took Julian to someone and I, I told her my anxieties. I was so scared that like, oh, child protective services would be called or we'd be kicked out of the practice. She said, well, I actually met someone fantastic at like a birth networking event locally. And you guys are very like-minded. So Dr. Maddie, when we first met, you um, and I briefly discussed, mm-hmm. you know, vaccines. And um, I know, I, I can just tell, and I know from our discussions that you are very um, confident in your viewpoints, which we so admire and appreciate. And um, I, I have so many questions for you. I don't know where to begin, but maybe we can begin where, if you're comfortable speaking to this, sure. we know that the world became a very divisive and strange place three years ago. Yeah. And what we witnessed was that it seemed like half of people who had a medical background or degree became so pro-vaccine and, you know, without even doing full scientific research and studies and pro-masking and just fear-mongering. And the other half remembered what they had learned in their medical training about how immune systems work, why we don't need to be so scared or, you know, jump the gun with this sort of thing. And I know that you fell into the, the latter half of that group. I want to know the why behind that, why you have such a trust in nature and immune systems. and But we also probably want to know a little bit about how your viewpoints and your beliefs um, impacted 
maybe relationships that you had with either chiropractic clients or other members of the community? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Right. Um, So yeah, I think when that time came, and I think that this is maybe where chiropractors are a lot different, just naturally on what we learn and how we approach health. And we learn about the immune system, the, the your ability to adapt, like those type of things that when this happened and they were like, it's a virus. I was like, well, we're okay. Well, we're made like we're made to do this. And I, unfortunately at this phase of life or culture or whatever, we've been very much taken away from the power and belief of our own bodies. And it's self healing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten even worse, man. I literally had somebody message me today. Um, Somebody I know had like a stomach bug and they were sick and the person, and I, sorry, I don't mean to laugh by any means um, because you listen to your body, you know, your body better than it's anybody okay. else. But yeah. this has happened several times in like the last week. They've had the, the stomach bug was going around and they've went to urgent care. What? I was like, um, do we forget that like our bodies, like when they're introduced and are maybe under too much stress or it's something new, like you want your body and your immune system to level up essentially. And it's only going to do that by being introduced to different things. And like a stomach, but of course, like make sure you're not like dehydrated and stuff like that. But I'm like, urgent care, like what were they going to really do for you? you Unless you were dehydrated. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think it was just like a reassurance that they were okay. And I was like, well, of course you're okay. Like your body's just doing what it's made to do, but we're so conditioned in this society that like no pain, like no discomfort. Like if we right. have fever, take it away, even though it's the body's like natural way of like dealing with these things. Yes. And we're so disconnected and believing that we actually are made to handle this. And just when that time came and I just like, I was like, I, did, I knew what I knew and I wasn't budging on it. Like, I was like, no, like take, you take care of yourself. And then there was like all the other issues that the fear mongering, the disconnection, the, the, the masking where you can't even pick up on some of these cues that are super important for your system to know if it does feel safe. So you literally put people in this like overdrive sympathetic that maybe even then sent them even further by scaring them. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's so bad. Okay. So I have so many um, follow-up questions to everything Mm -hmm. you've said. So number one is you, you had mentioned like this is what you know about, right? How immune systems in our bodies are supposed to work. But I would assume that the people on the other side who are in the medical profession, hopefully Mm -hmm. that this is what they were supposed to have known too, what you knew. Let me ask you this. And I know this is your speculation or observation. Why do you think it is that some people in the medical world or the birth world, especially locally, why did they all of a sudden forget what they learned in their schooling or did they not learn it? Well, I think there's disconnect on what they learned. Um, you know, that, that maybe they don't look at it the same way as we do as like whole body holistically. Again, like that Western medical model is very much still focused on like certain specific Isolate. things. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, very much still like the germ theory, um, which, which, you know, here nor there, I don't think it's like the necessarily the hundred percent right theory. I think like you have to look at your terrain and you have to see what it's able to handle, especially with things like viruses and also, I think that they didn't want to get sued. They didn't want to get in trouble. Yep. They didn't want to speak up. Get canceled. So depending on who they were and what they were doing, there was threats of like them losing their license. Like, so you had to like, you had to pick your battles. And luckily I felt like with what we do, we didn't have to necessarily like 
I didn't have to worry about that. There was different things that they told us on like the chiropractic side, like chiropractic has been shown and is known to like boost your immune system when you get adjusted. And they were like, you can't talk about that. We know it's true, but you can't talk about it. Why because, can't you talk about that? Because it was in the beginning, it was, it was counter narrative. It was. And then we right. were spreading false information and that you could just get adjusted and be okay. Or maybe take these you know, <laughs> other things that build and support your immune system. That's not a pharmaceutical. And it was like, you can't do that. And my boyfriend and I were watching a show recently and it was like a hospital show and it had did like their pandemic. And they literally in the show, this just shows you how like media influences culture, like literally hit on every single thing that was more alternative or natural during that time. And they had chiropractors in there too. And like bashed every single one about like through the COVID times. It's <laughs> like, you know why? Because yeah. probably Pfizer and Moderna were no. funding the network. Yes. They yes. were probably throwing millions, uh-huh. hundreds oh, of millions yeah. of dollars into so ads for yeah. that network. Okay, so Dr. Maddie, I, I also have to ask you, and then April, I want to hear questions you have too about this because we are we are passionate about this. We're passionate about it's like a huge social psychology experiment and yes. experiment in critical thinking and how our bodies actually work and not fearing everything mm-hmm. to the point where you can't leave your house. Yeah. So, do- uh-huh. Dr. Maddie, I would imagine because you are so confident and not like proactively vocal, but if someone confronts you, you're going to be honest about your viewpoints. Mm -hmm. So I would imagine that for some people in the medical field or your clients or the the birth workers in the area, did you receive any hate or threats or DMs Um, or confrontations? um, Not some, I wouldn't say necessarily like hate or um, like um, threats or anything like that. I definitely had some weird exchanges in practice during that time. Mm. And it is because like, if you ask me a personal opinion, I will give it to you. But also with my practice during that time, it wasn't my, and it's still not, it's not my place to judge how a patient wants to handle their health. If you're coming to me and you want this to be a safe space, I'm here to meet you where you're at. In the beginning points, that meant that if you were more comfortable and you wanted to ask me to wear a mask, I would. And then you would, you would have, of course, other patients on the other end of the spectrum. I remember one time they kind of crossed paths and one of my long-term patients reamed me out for even, even, even accepting this patient or even entertaining this other patient in my practice. Wow. That was a lot more nervous. And I was like, look, it's not my place again to judge. I'm just here to help them. They want to be here. That's that. But I would say I had some like weird interactions every so often. If I did post something, um, a little bit more about how I thought, or like I, and I was a little bit more outspoken and I would state more things about definitely like pregnancy, fertility, that miscarriages that were happening that we still yes, see a yeah. bigger, bigger rate of it happening with the, with the jabs, um, than not. Yeah. And I, I mean, I had a local pediatrician say, the research doesn't show that it affects fertility. And I was like, uh, what research? We also, what like, research? Yeah, we didn't, I was like, and it doesn't show that it doesn't not. So words are not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So as you're telling people, everybody's safe, like, and effective, like you don't know, you, you don't know. know you that. didn't study that. There were, yeah. there's no, I hated hearing that when I was pregnant. It's like, Never, it's going to be fine. Yeah. It's going to be fine you know. <laughs> and that's yeah. just like you and during your process, like what alone do we know if you did that and you created a human from the, from this change, like what does that look like for them when they're in their childbearing years? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like you never even Great thought about like, like that surely hasn't been studied. It won't be for a long time to even like track those trends. So. Oh, Pfizer will make sure it won't be studied, oh, right? Yeah. Because oh, money yeah. talks. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. okay. That's, um, so it seems mm-hmm. like, you know, you're very bold. You're confident. You were not afraid of being canceled. <laughs> it's like a, I believe, I believe and there's people who I know. And you know, there's like that, especially with like running a business, there is that fear. But at the end of the day, like I had to sit and I have to be like, what, authentic. 
yeah, what mm-hmm. matters? What are my values? And like, I'm very passionate about what I do. And I want people to be and come from their health from an empowered place and an educated, mm. empowered place, not a bias, like educated, empowered place, right. like, exactly. like know your options and then choose what's best for you. But you have to know your full options. And part of this is like, people aren't getting like transparent informed consent within no. that realm at all. And that's not fair. No. Nope. But it does feel good. I, I will say I feel vindicated now starting to see some of the facts come out three years later. And it's like, I kind of want to put my both my middle fingers up to everybody who is like, <laughs> you know, ramming this down my throat. Yeah. One question I do have for the parents who choose to vaccinate. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, this was a point my Dr. Pam had mentioned. For those who do choose to vaccinate their children, why and how is chiropractic care an important element of that? to adapt to vaccines it helps it helps regulate that nervous system so when you're getting mm-hmm. an injection like it's going to create an immune response so you want your child's nervous system to be the best it can be before you go in and to help it afterwards to mm-hmm. just give them the best chance at at regulating that with the, with as little side effects as possible right you know cool yep mm-hmm. that's what she had mentioned um, too thank you yeah. I'm just I'm just curious because um obviously Dr. Maddie, you and I know each other but um pretty well, but your sister and I only just mm-hmm. recently met yeah. because she was on maternity leave. So I just what? recently she was back when we brought Julian mm-hmm. in. And I'm just curious for personal reasons, does she align with your beliefs when it comes to the whole vaccine thing? Or do you yeah. see things differently? Okay. No, no, we're we're on the same level. <laughs> okay, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I guess it it would be maybe tough from a business perspective if you had different schools of thought, right? It would be a little different for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, so now that we covered that super fun topic, um, I want to ask a rapid fire question. Now there's lots of myths out there, but what is the biggest myth in your opinion about chiropractic care that you would like to bust? That we're not real doctors. Hell yeah. Yep. Yeah. I wish we talked how, about a lot. How long, how, yes. what does your schooling look like? So I heard you say you did undergrad, yeah. not in this because you had that life change. Mm-hmm. Um, how long is the chiropractic schooling? It's about like four years, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Every program's structured a little different, but about another four years. Okay. Yeah. So screw all those haters. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, I mean, I'm licensed. I have continuing eds. And like literally every time I'm like... I've been to quite a few continuing ads recently that you sit down and like, they just re-show you like all the stuff that you forget. Sometimes you're like, yeah, <laughs> what are these people talking about? <laughs> like, I mean, I know, but it's like good to see also. And like people who've been practicing for like 40 years, like just seeing like all the stuff that's changed and you can have those conversations with them. But yeah, I'm like, we're just different type of doctors. Like we're just yeah. not going to give you a pill. So like, what does that make us not doctors? Like we're just right. We're giving you, you a different, different approach to care. Yeah. yeah. So and our patients, our people are happy and they're healthy yes. and they're vibrant and they're full of life. Like, can you say that about some of the other ones? Right. No, honestly. And that I actually have, sick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have more respect for people like chiropractors and acupuncturists that get mm-hmm. to the root cause and are not just willy-nilly prescribing drugs. I have yeah. way more respect for those types of doctors or practitioners. Um, yeah. Okay, so I want to uh, talk about something a little bit unrelated, but we spoke about it much earlier. And that is the fact that, which I think is a really cool fact, that you are not on any insurance panels mm-hmm. at your practice And I love the fact that you are cash only. And I know that for some, maybe for some listeners out there, that's like, what? But like, how am I going to use my insurance? 
sense? Like, how does this all work? Like, that doesn't benefit me. Well, I'll tell you why I think it's very beneficial because I know that you are not in bed with the insurance companies and that you are able to practice with integrity and authenticity, Mm -hmm. right? And you don't have to answer to anyone over there. But I want to hear from you. How did that choice come about and why do you think it's beneficial? It was always a choice. When I came out to practice, I knew I did not want to be in a practice that took insurance. I had no interest in it. One, it's a headache. You, it's a game. You have to learn how to play. And I had interned at an office where I had to play the game. You had to like, anyhow, there was like, could be like not integrity in that whatsoever. And like doing stuff maybe is a little on the gray line to make sure that people still get their co- their care covered. And I'm like, I'm not going to play that. And when you're on, like if you take insurance, and this is like something I know that people don't understand about their insurance. Like they'll be sold their insurance. So they say, maybe you'll get like 20 chiropractic visits in the year. What they don't know is most insurance companies hire like a third party. They look at yes. what the latest research shows that get you out of pain. So maybe like four visits. And then for that issue, they will give you four visits because average, it takes about that. And so you should be out of pain. What happens if you're not? Maybe they'll, maybe they'll give you a few more, but you don't just get your visits that you pay for. Unfortunately. Yeah. So one, you're 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 being sold something that maybe you don't even really get full access to. But two, they yeah. get to, then that brings them in, they get to d- dictate your care. They don't know you. Yeah. I, I have been rising for seven years. People are not textbook. They do not follow all the rules. There is multi-layered. It depends on so many different things on how they heal. How so, dare you talk about individualized care? I know. It's a wild <laughs> right. Wild concept. There's actually a really great episode of Joe Rogan's podcast. He had Brigham Bueller in there. um, And he was a guy who used to work for big insurance. And he Mm -hmm. showed you how the whole model works. And once you know how that works, how there's like this intermediary who's Mm -hmm. pushing prices on both ends and boop, 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 prices are skyrocketing. Once you dig into that, boom, mind blown. I never want to present insurance anywhere ever. (laughs) I'm self-pay all the way. Right. And it's just like so many other things I know you guys talk about and stand for. It's like, it's, it's not to benefit the person, just like somebody like hospital policies. It's profit and it's it's to cover their own ass. And it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, what about that person that really needs care? And I think our insurance models, complete garbage. I have no idea how to fix it or make it better by any means, but it's terrible. It's so bad. Agree. It was just yeah, so we don't I, participate. I I'm so glad you it. don't. Yeah. Keep, keep on doing what you're yeah. doing. Okay. April, do we have time for a listener question? Let's just do and, two, two yeah. listener questions. Okay. And I think we touched on one already, but how can you help a mom who has a breech baby? Mm-hmm. Do you want to no, yeah. add any yeah. more color to that? Yeah. That's that Webster technique. So mm-hmm. it's just extra than what a normal chiropractic adjustment is. We look at definitely like the soft tissue that attaches the uterus to the bony structures, nervous system related, making sure sometimes when babies aren't in the best position, it can be how the mom is feeling. In our third trimesters, babies' nervous systems are developed enough to start picking up on that like fear response. Ooh, wow. And it impacts them even when this is like integrating into their system. So we talked about like those first six years of life. So yeah. this happens in a third trimester. So sometimes that can be because they're picking up on stress from mom. Wow. So working, yeah. How frequently would you recommend in your, if you were like ideal case for a pregnant woman, how often would you like to see her? Is she, is the baby breach or just like wellness? Let's do both. If she was just a, had a, 
you know, normal, quote unquote, normal pregnancy, unremarkable, how often would you want to see her? Yeah. I say, I mean, ideally you could do like one time a week until delivery. So a lot of our patients will float between like every other week and one time a week. If they're just like, like pretty much wellness, just prepping. Okay. And if they are breech, how does that change? Yeah. So as soon as we know baby's breech, ideally, if you can, I would see you as frequently as possible before that next visit that you get baby position checked. Okay. So it depends how much time we have, but. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. okay, Real quick. Sorry, April to interrupt, but I just have to ask before we go on to the second listener question about breech, Dr. Mm -hmm. Maddie, I know your sister had a home water birth here, right? Mm -hmm. For baby two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you know, for any listeners who are in the Tampa Bay area, of any local practitioners who are willing to catch a breech baby without Mm -hmm. having to do the C-section route? I don't. I've heard Mm -hmm. there is maybe one, not, I think not at home. I think it's in the hospital that will maybe entertain the idea if it's not your first delivery. But I've also Mm -hmm. then heard that it's a lie. He doesn't even really. Well, so, okay. All right. So I'm I, not, I'm not that. I know I'll believe me. And like, and this is like a little different, but like the rules are here are so weird. And like with being a twin, I'm like, Oh my gosh, if I get pregnant with twins, I don't have a choice. Like I can't do a home birth. I mean, I could do like an unassisted one and I'm pretty into things, but I'm like, I'm not sure I would do unassisted. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, well, if you really wanted to, I guess you, you could go out of state. I know like Dr. Stu Fishbein, uh, yeah. birthing instincts, he does twin home births. Yes. You could mm-hmm. go out of state for sure. Yes. <laughs> okay. But it's like, <laughs> that's a little no big deal, right? <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> you know, you only have Me to see the him like 40 times. Yeah. Just move. Hop Just on. move across Hop the country. Okay. Last question from the listeners. How can chiropractic care help with birth trauma for mom and baby? Oh, that's so that's such a great question. I think we've talked a lot about that too. Like your nervous system, you live your life through your nervous system, your body in general stores trauma. Um, your brain definitely is that filing system on where it's gonna go. So adjustments can help just your nervous system feel safer and help it regulate to even get into that space. And then body work is so healing when it comes to those things, right? Depending on what the result was and what the stress is on the body, getting that appropriate like adjustment, body work that can go into that to help that body heal, yeah, move better and feel more safe. Mm-hmm. And like unlock, yeah, like you said, the filing cabinet. Let's like unlock that trauma from the body and let it go. Drop it. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Love that. All right. We are about at our hour here. So let's talk about how our listeners can connect with you, your Instagram, your website, email. Can you take on new patients still? Tell us all yeah. about that. I can take on new patients. Yes. And yeah. I'm, I'm getting ready to launch some different options. So in our practice, it's very much as open adjusting style. Um, it's, it can be a party in there. Sometimes we have like people like come get adjusted and then the kind of like when it's ready, they hang out. Person. Yeah. So they hang out. Um, but I'm also going to be offering what I consider like extended one-on-one sessions. So if you're somebody who wants a little bit slower, more time, maybe a less sensory experience mm-hmm. <laughs> with me one-on-one. Those are coming um, this spring. So pretty nice. soon. So um, those are on the table as an option as well. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, so I'm still taking patients on the chiropractor or the office side of things. Our Instagram is at St. Pete Kairos and it's S-T-P-E-T-E-C-H-I-R-O-S. That's where you can find us. That's our website as well. I know it's a little confusing. That's our handle. That's our website. Our office name is Atlas Chiropractic Center. Atlas. Yep. Okay. And um, so that's 
on that side, email, it's pretty easy. You can do Dr. DRM at stpeakkairos.com. And then I, yep. And then I have my own Instagram that I, um, will sometimes like do stuff with the office, but also just have my own information on there as well. And that's at Dr. Dr. Madeline, M-A-D-A-L-I-N-D-C. Cool. Amazing. And then I love this because, um, up here at Active Life, Dr. Pam has a holistic mom meetup. It's usually yeah. once a month, um, yeah. called Pathways. And I hear that Kat yeah. has the same situation down in your office. Do you yeah. want to plug that? Yeah, we got some meetups that you can do at our office. Um, we have some postpartum doulas that help run ours and they call it the witching hour. And they do it at our, yeah, I know they do it at our office, um, on the last Friday of the month at 9am check this one, but I believe the, um, other one they do is the first Friday of the month. And that one is at a place to call community roots in Tampa. So if you're a little bit more on the Tampa side, um, versus the St. Pete side, but you can go to either, of course. Um, so that's there. And then we do try to every once in a while run some like fun events because I know a lot of our moms come in with like, same thing. You guys like, Hey, like, these are our values. We go to the park and we have to kind of like, and we get like are they our people? Are they not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, we got like all of y'all in one house. You just don't know each other. So we yeah. try to every so often put together an event so moms can come and meet each other. That's my favorite well. part. I love that. My, my car was the same way. Like we just kind of get adjusted and then you hang out and see yeah. who's coming in and who you can chat with. And it's so like, much fun. The community of finding like-minded people and not having to sift through that is really, really refreshing. So it's very valuable to have that as well. Yes. So thank you for offering that. Yeah. (laughs) One more great reason for women to see a chiropractor is if you're not meeting your like-minded mom friends at the local park, you will probably meet them at your chiropractor's office. Mm -hmm. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. Yes. So yeah, we learned so, so much from you. This was super enlightening and so much fun as always. Thank you so much, Dr. Maddie, for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Great to meet you. Yes. Yes. Keep doing what you're doing. The good work. (laughs) 